Hey guys, thanks for joining us on That Was My First Podcast. Just a reminder that we have a few platforms available so you can bless your ears with our voices. Catch us on YouTube where you can watch the video version of the podcast or on pretty much any streaming platform like Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts. Check out our links page at linktr.ee forward slash that was my first podcast. Again, that's linktr.ee forward slash that was my first podcast to see all the available platforms. Either way, get a drink and listen to Hayden and I change topics mid-podcast and not even realize it until an hour in. Before we go to that, though, let me tell you about my favorite sponsor, RecklessBoys.com. Comfy as fuck clothing to wear during all your reckless times, whether it be drinking, skydiving, snowboarding, fucking your mom's girlfriend, they've got the attire for you. T-shirts, hoodies, hats, koozies, they even have a baby onesie for when your baby wants to be a badass. They know there are plenty of reckless crews all around, so they're trying to bring everyone together. Cheers to party times, rowdy times, and reckless times. Check them out at their website, www.recklessboys.com. The spelling's weird, so listen close. I'm only going to say it once, and then your lazy ass has to rewind to listen again. It's R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S-B-O-I-I-I-S.com. Get reckless. All right. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Like, I'm not working outside. If I had to work outside, it'd be a different fucking story. Right. I don't think I could stand living here if I had to work outside every day. Um, but, like, you're really not outside that often during the winter. Like, you can stay inside and be okay. Yeah, you know what uh, You know what I would do if I lived in Minot, North Dakota in the wintertime? What? A lot of drinking. We do a lot of drinking in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the bars are busiest is in the winter. And it's funny because you'll see people like walking and you'll see girls in like fucking skirts and heels walking across icy sidewalks from bar to bar. I'm like, how in the hell? Uh, but yeah, you do a lot of drinking in the winter. Uh, this winter I'll do ice fishing. I mean, that's a, that would be cool. That's something that I'd yeah, really do. It's like you, we have snowmobiling, we have ice fishing. There's no mountains, so you can't do snowboarding or skiing. But well, I mean, you're probably not well, super far away from like a place where you could, though. A few hours. Yeah. So, uh, so your first time, uh, so your 21st, right? So, was that in a bar? Talking about bars and people uh, getting all dressed up. Because <laughs> you were uh, you were in the Air Force when you did when you when you turned 21. I, I was. Assume. So I I was stationed in uh, I was stationed at Fairchild out in Washington. Where's and, where's that at? I don't know. Is that like in the in the Spokane, like right on the border of Idaho? Oh, okay. Right on the border of Idaho. Um, yeah, it's it's like right on the border. It's super east, mm-hmm. Pacific. No, the inland northwest is what they call it, not the yeah. Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest is like Seattle. Yeah, Seattle, Bremerton. The yeah, but we call the, it the the PSNS. I-N-W, the yeah, inland northwest. Uh, so way but, way further away from say like Columbia, like the the uh, the Columbia we're four and a half hours like, east of Seattle. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, which is like complete opposite side of the state, right? So uh, I was there when I turned twenty one, and like the day I turned twenty one wasn't significant at all. Like I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Is like I woke up, I went and I went and bought some alcohol. Like I bought uh, some beer some mad dog and a bottle of Jack mm-hmm. and came yeah, you're talking about mad dog. Like you're not even, yeah. it's, it's like, that's what, I mean, not that I'm a whole lot older than you, but like, uh, you know, when I was growing up, it was like, uh, who's got the MD 2020 dog. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, who's got the, the fucking, the Jack watermelons had just kind of come out. It, I was like, it, right. When all that shit was going yeah. down. So like ours was like mad dog and four logo. 
Oh, let me turn my phone Dude, off. Old school four loco, man. I remember. I um, I miss like that's people talked about uh, or like you know talking about things that have gone by like the things that come to head or my head uh, are like people talking about the old jacked uh, pre workout recipe like pre government bans of some stuff that was I don't in there. Remember and that. then. It was like it was like legal cocaine. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I remember being in Iraq and people were like, "Oh my god, you got the original bottle!" Like, I'll buy it from. It was crazy. Uh, when no, they, we just when they like, outlawed that with shit. shotgun rippets while we were deployed. And uh, that oh, was yeah, our pre workout. Well, and I told you, like, uh, we one time we made coffee with rippets, and it was yeah. Oh the, god, that would be. <laughs> I heard intense. colors and saw sounds. I mean, it was it, yeah. it, but it didn't make me any more awake. I mean, I was. I think at that point, I was running on like. 32 hours or something like that i, I don't just... think rippets make you more awake they just make you more they, cognitively they, aware they fuel the warfighter they make you more mad like it raised my heart yeah when they started selling them in gas stations i was oh, buying dude. them i should have bought stock i was paying so much money for rippets in a week and they're only like 99 cents for the tall oh, no. ones for the for the tall boys <laughs> yeah. And see, we didn't have the tall boys when I was deployed. All we had, I, no, I never had hands. them. Yeah, I yeah. never had them when I was in that. Were the t- like, I so, didn't see so that until we them. You would shotgun like two or three of the mini cans and then go work out or like go do whatever you had to do. And oh yeah, I fucking dude, I would put them in like a. I guess I guess now everybody has one of these, but like I I had um like one of my just my. Uh, I think I still have it. It's just a big plastic cup. It's like forty eight ounces, and I would just fill it with as many as I could. <laughs> just walk around yeah. with that thing full, but um, not yet. Yeah, I mean, it just raised my heart rate. It didn't wake me up any more than that. Like, but the other thing, other than Jacks, that people talk about is the the original Four Locos, which was also like cocaine with alcohol. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I oh my god, the first time I had a Four Loco, I was. Oh God! I hope my mother still does not listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> first time I had a four loco, I was in eighth grade. No, I might have been a freshman. Between eighth grade and freshman year, I I started drinking in eighth grade. Um, but I had I was at a party at bb's house i'll just call it that fuck it was, it. I, was at, I was at a party at this dude named brandon i was at a party was, at that, house. was that the spot back in high school brandon's it house was so he had like he had this big it wasn't a big house but he had a huge ass garage mm-hmm. uh like a four stall garage his dad was a mechanic so they had a four star stall garage and an entire second story of that garage and that's where you always just party that and yeah. that's where we party uh like we would have live bands in there that's like, awesome there was, yeah there was like a couple of uh of people in like our high school that had bands mm-hmm. and they'd come fucking play at these parties you uh, see that's like and- when i was in high school it wasn't a lot well i mean we would do like uh they're like barn parties you know obviously yeah. like, or like warehouse parties or thing. like i remember one time it was way back out in the cut like I remember uh, I was please uh, say back out in the cut again, like you did. Yeah, I did. Well, I just did, but it was it was, it was out in the boonies, man. Like, um, like I remember we went and I was it was me and my buddy Lewis um, and his older brother Andrew, and he had just come back from like uh, he's he was just like taking leave or something like that. I remember. Um, so at that point he was in the army and I think I want to say me and Lewis were like, we're like juniors or something like that. So mm-hmm. he got invited out to this party somehow. 
um, cause he was friends with like a lot of the seniors cause he had just graduated the year before okay. and we were like in his PT cruiser. It was sh- that champagne color. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was so cool whipping around oh, everything, yeah. dude. And I think, okay, you know what? We might've been seniors actually. Um, but, um, so we go out to this place and I remember like we high centered this Pete, like we had to get out and like push it. Like that's how bad these road where was getting out. It took us like 30 minutes to go down the, like the road to get to the, to the actual like farm gate. And it was so like, um, we're out in this big, like 30 acre field or something like that. And it had been so dry that we had a bonfire going. And one of the dudes, they were like, uh, at one point people had gotten in trucks and were like lancing with these big tree branches out the bed of the truck (laughs) and like a tree caught fire and it burnt down like 15 acres of hay or some shit like that. It was bad dude. Yeah. Back of the, we would, we, so his driveway was a quarter mile and, uh, he had a gate at the front of it Mm -hmm. and he would give that, like they would change the combo to the lock every party and give you the combo so that you could get in through the gate. See, that's smart. That it's yeah, like a, it it's was like, it's it was like really a digital smart. bouncer. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Well, it, it was mainly for the cops, right. so the cops couldn't come down because we were all fucking underage. I was, he was a senior, so my sister's three years older. So I, I started drumline when I was in eighth grade, and that's how I met all these guys. Like he was uh-huh. in drumline with me, but my sister was older, and I was friends with her and all of her friends. We were that odd brother sister that actually got along, and um. Yeah, so I was at his at one of his parties, and I'm that was the first time I'd ever seen a four loco. I'd never heard of four loco, but a guy had like fucking six of them, and he uh, was like, "You really want color. a party?" And I was, I don't fuck I don't <laughs> years ago, dude. Um, High school for you was like four years ago. Shut up. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it was a little bit longer than that. <laughs> Uh, and so he gives me he he's like, "You want a party?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to party with my." 14 year old self like however old you are in eighth grade or freshman year or whatever yeah and uh and so i take a four loco and i fucking chug it like it was it was so good because like they don't they taste good yeah he's like an energy they, drink. yeah they taste delicious i chug the shit and uh i blacked out that night but the last thing i remember is the cops showing up because somebody didn't lock the gate back and so the gate was open so oh no you just come right down the driveway yeah and so the last thing i remember is uh, sitting outside on the hood of this girl named Brittany. It was her car. Uh, it was me and like a couple other people. And we see the cop, we see a car coming and they had their lights off. And we just thought it was another person coming to party. And uh, they park and then get out and start walking up. And then you see the flashlights. Mm. And we're like, oh, fuck. And then they were like, all right, everybody stay where you are. And I mean, we had probably 50 to 60 people at this right. party. They just start running for the woods. Like I'm mean, <laughs> I'm I'm sitting there like I am too drunk. I can't even walk. Yeah. Right. Like and so everybody starts running and they just the cops just run past me. Like I'm just sitting on the hood of the car, like, oh, this is it. This is when I start my criminal history. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so they just run past me. I was like, well, fuck it. And I made it inside. And so I went into the house and just kind of laid down on the couch and just laid there. And I woke up the next morning. I guess I fell asleep because that's the last thing I remember. Right. Well, when you're in the house, so like nobody's going to really get a fuck with you at that yeah. point. And so uh, I wake up the next morning and there's like, 
probably 10 of us there. Like the guy, all the drumline guys were still there. And were his parents them. here at, like at the house? Oh yeah. His parents point? always, did the, yeah. His parents would like buy all the booze for us. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. His parents were super cool. Uh, but it was me, the drumline guys and a couple of our really good friends. And uh, the first that I remember waking up and the first thing I hear was, I can't remember if I fucked her or not, but when I took a piss, it went in a straight line instead of all in different directions. Like what happens when you don't use a condom? That's the first thing I heard when I woke up. That's terrible thinking. First <laughs> off, <laughs> like, that's not how it works, buddy. <laughs> but you know, it's like the science behind that seems totally valid. Yeah. In eighth grade. Yeah. But now you're like, uh, nah, I'd be like split in the middle and like, goes down a little bit some goes high <laughs> that's terrible ideology buddy but in high school i can see that oh god yeah, i remember uh, talking about that real quick so I, like i went to that uh, military school or whatever and after the hurricane hit and we were in the the tyc facility out near uh what was in uh iran sheffield area um somebody had like found or snuck in uh like some like porn mags or whatever um so we none of us had phones we had no access to like the internet and stuff like that for that kind of stuff and um we had figured out a way they had like it was obviously like an old tyc facility so texas youth commission is kind of like a prison basically like it was a pod they had heavy lock heavy lock <laughs> you doors were in prison, first of all got it essentially i mean this is like a like a national guard pro is a challenge program so like i mean you know some people were court ordered there it was it was pretty hazy but uh so but this was an actual old like basically it was like um like the 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 most like easy way to explain it that's kind of not true but it's like a a youth leavenworth kind of youth military prison kind of sort of um so like it was perfect for like our program because it was a, a national guard run program but um the the utility closets didn't have doorknobs on them so you could like but you could like jam two things in there and kind of rotate the 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 door mechanism so we found a way to get in there and like they had used that to store like our extra bags anyway so like it was being used but like we cranked it up and that's where like we did our we made a homemade tattoo gun and did like homemade tattoos or like people would go in there and jerk off and shit like that you really did go to school in a prison <laughs> I mean, like I still have a fucking ballpoint uh, big pin and you're just fucking. Not this, so it was like a, it, we had a spoon that was bent backwards, you know, so like the, the dishes on the inside of the bin. Then we had, it was a Cobra trimmer and took the, the motor off, put it on there. And then you put a button on the, on the rotating mechanism because it's lopsided, you know, so it like turns, it turns this way and like moves the clipper back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, and then you put a button on that and then you put a, a, a pen stem, like you tape and glue that either way to the uh to this to the to the handle of the spoon and we ran up we bent the paper clip <clears throat> put it in the top side of the button so it goes up and down and then used like a hypodermic needle from like an insulin injector <laughs> on that and then spliced the cable of the charger to the wires coming off the motor so you just unplugged it and plugged it in like if you're going you're going unplugged it and it would stop going and then we used bic ink um and I, yeah, I have a little tattoo on my cat. Like when I shave my legs, you can still see the scar because like the ink just grew out. <laughs> but it's there. Um, it's a fun story. I go get a 
it's i mean honestly so like it it wasn't bad like um it definitely was way more painful than say like when i did it i don't think we had used the hyperdermic and like everybody i'm pretty sure like most people got it done with the same needle unless we eventually changed oh, it yeah, out you all have AIDS now yeah I, I was the first one to go so like i was like the test dummy to make sure it works i was like yeah fuck <laughs> it whatever this sounds cool as shit your AIDS, I'm <laughs> going first. well nobody wanted to do it first everybody, like there was some dudes in there that were hard like thought they were hard as shit like claiming to be clicked up and shit like that and like none of nobody wanted to do it first and i was like That's fuck it guy, dude like the guy that goes first like i'm always that guy yeah like, like let's try yeah it. i like, was like yeah i want to i want to get like covered in ta- like i mean i have literally my whole upper body like planned out it's just all about money or like now finishing this like my artist lives in you know uh virginia so like and i live in louisiana i'm homeless so your artist is <laughs> I swear to God, he's a, he's <laughs> Jesus he's Christ. That's so, terrible. I mean, well, give in the current just because so, of the current situation or no, he, he might have a place now, but when I got my tattoo from him, like that's all he did is he would tattoo. And so he had a lot of friends in the military. And so he would jump from base to base and just couch surf. And then and like do, do tattoos like in people's houses or he would do them yeah. like in a studio. In a house. Oh. In a house. So, like, I got mine done in Japan. Like, this one was in Japan. Uh-huh. It looks pretty nice from what I can see. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Because, uh, and all I saw was, like, I opened up Instagram one day, and I saw he had posted pic- pictures of his tickets to Tokyo. And I was like, oh, shit. And so, I'm, and I had, like, already started to get this So, he done. just came to Tokyo and cra- couch surfed, like, on? No, so... Not not that time. That time he was literally there just visiting a friend, but he oh, had okay. his tattoo stuff with him. Right, and uh, he traveled with it whenever he went places. Yeah, and uh, and I'd already started this. Like I'd had the outline done, and I got fucked over by this dude in uh, Hirosaki, and he, he was basically milking me for money because I was American. And I was tired of it, so uh, Bob, um, his, his name's Bob Rules. That that's his Instagram name. Um, if you guys want to look him up, his stuff is fucking magnificent. But. Uh, he posted tickets and I was like, bro, this is my backstory, like of what's happened. I know you've tattooed like, and I named off like 15 of my friends cause he's right. tattooed all of them. And, uh, he was like, if you can make it here tomorrow morning, I will finish that tattoo for you. That's awesome. And I was like, bet. and so I got on an overnight <laughs> bus from Misawa to Tokyo. Uh, it's like a 13 hour ride. Jesus. And, you couldn't get a plane yeah. ticket. Well, I Not guess if it's late. if it's that night and you got to be there the next yeah. day, yeah, yeah. So Jeez, I that's I mean that's some stuff I would do. Like if I want this tattoo, yeah. like, I'm gonna get yeah. it done. Yeah, and I, I always wanted a tattoo by him, but I was never in the same place as him until that moment. And so I was like, "Fuck it, let's let like it's it was Fourth of July weekend, and I had nothing going on. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get on the bus and go." So I spent like 13 hours or however long it was. I don't quote me on 13 hours. I might be grossly wrong but i mean it like over, it's on, it over it's, on a, 10. it's on a bus too and you're making stops and stuff like that so it's not super far yeah. fetched that it takes you a japanese time. bus keep in mind i am 61 230 like, <laughs> yeah just crammed in a chair i don't sit in a fucking <laughs> japanese bus very well that's uh, a fun it's like so getting in a clown sleep. car <laughs> yeah so i didn't sleep at all that entire ride did you at least uh, have like a charging bus. port for your phone or yeah oh okay yeah they had like usb ports in the mm. bus um, but we get to, we get to Tokyo and they drop me off at the bus station, which is like two miles from his house. Uh-huh. And I couldn't find a taxi. So I was like, fuck it. I'll walk. And so I walked, walked two miles to get to this dude's apartment that he was staying at. And, uh, I knock on the door, I walk in and he's got the kitchen table all set up with like saran wrap. And he's got like a chair with saran wrap and everything on it. Like he was, 
as professional as you can be in somebody's kitchen. Right. right. And uh, he's like, Hey man, nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. And we talked for a minute and I explained like what I wanted out of the tattoo, what I wanted it to look like. He's like, okay, well, uh, uh, well we, we had agreed on a price beforehand. Uh, I'm not going to say the deal that he gave me because it was astronomical. Like he, this dude hooked me up. Right. Uh, because I, well, I mean, gotten because of the story and stuff like that. I was so far into this tattoo and money that it was ridiculous. Uh, I'll say that just for the outline from this dude in Hirosaki, I paid less to Bob to finish the tattoo. Jesus. I mean, well, like, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends. Like, the, so the guy, like, uh, I mean, because I love tattoo stuff, but uh, like, how much was, was the guy in Hirosaka, you said? Yeah, Hirosaki was $100 Hirosaki, an hour. Hirosaki, yeah, $100 an hour. Oh, okay. That's yeah. not, how long did the outline take you? On the, on the I, I was leave. I was at least eight hundred dollars in, not counting tips. That's that's crazy. I mean, like, and has dollars the guy like tattooing? Because, like, for example, like uh, my my outline, uh, I did it in one we one black. Like, so when I went to so, see, go ahead. So this dude's work was amazing. Like, I had looked all over Japan for who I wanted to do it. Uh huh. That was reasonable. That wasn't like a fucking two year waiting list. Right. And uh, I found this guy. We agreed on it. And basically what had happened and he is I sent him the idea and I sent him some pictures and stuff. And he was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll draw it up. And so I still hadn't seen the drawing. I still hadn't seen the drawing in the day for me to go up. There was coming up. He was like, don't worry. I'll have it. I'll have the sketch done before you get here. So I show up and it's like 60 bucks in tolls one way to get there. Uh-huh. And I show up and he doesn't have the sketch done. He was like, I'm working on it right now. Just give me like an hour. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> fuck. I'll just fucking sit around for an hour and look at tattoo how long was it like how long was it between like when you when you gave him the idea and you said he's gonna sketch it up to like your appointment like how long uh, like a month oh okay yeah yeah definitely should have had a sketch uh, done yeah at least oh, yeah. i don't know like i got i got a couple friends that tattoo and it's like that like a lot of the times they'll do the sketch like the night before or whatever but and that's but, i mean it's like, still done by the my, appointment my thing is he knew how i was coming so far just to get, get a tattoo by him yeah no it should have the, the sketch, sketch should have been done. done yeah and but here's the kicker he does the sketch shows it to me and i'm like yeah that like we measure it out of my arm and i was like yeah that would be great he's like all right cool i'm gonna take some pictures of your hands just so i can put some finer details because the hands on this tattoo are my hands uh-huh like it's uh, he took pictures of my hands holding the chain and uh, he was like, I'm going to put some finer detail on the hands. And the next time you come up, we'll start the tattoo. I'm like, motherfucker, we're not starting today. No, we didn't start did that day. You, did you have to pay him anything that day? For the, uh, for the time no. you set up there? Oh, okay. No, I didn't pay anything that day. No. Uh, but then I finally go up for my first actual tattoo appointment. Uh, and we spent four hours doing the outline. And I was, he was like, all right, this is as much as we can do today. Like your arms to to." bloody sore whatever it was i was like all right cool and i I never got a tattoo before like this is my first tattoo i had a fucking half sleeve for my first tattoo and this was uh, my well other other than my prison tattoo well okay no i lying i have a little teddy bear here that's on top that i got but this is my first you fucking would uh i mean there's a i have a huge story behind a tattoo uh i'm sure that we could get along as talk out of that but um this was like my first like legitimate real like of quality tattoo was a was a full sleeve so yeah. i got you so there i i get this tattoo i get this outline done and i'm like all right he's like come back and we'll have to give it at least two weeks for you to heal i was like okay that makes sense yeah so that's i come I mean, back like three i come back like three four weeks later whatever it was and 
I guess he didn't like press hard enough or something. I don't know. But th- some of the outline didn't take. Your, your skin didn't take the ink very well. Yeah. And so we spent another four hours finishing the outline and doing like a tiny bit of shading, just mm-hmm. a little bit. And he was like, okay, that's all we can do for the day. I'm like, fuck, dude. And like, I, I asked a couple of friends who'd gotten tattoos and a couple of tattoo artists that I knew. And they were like, stop going to the dude. Like, he's, he's fucking you around. I'm in it $800 already. And I have a half-ass outline with a little bit of shading. I was like, okay. So I, I just didn't go back. I was like, I will find somebody that can finish the tattoo for me. Like, right. I hate having another artist finish some other artist's tattoo. When a lot of, I, I'll, traditionally speaking, a lot of them won't. Unless there's some right. kind of existential circumstance or something like that. Right. And, uh, and so that's why when I saw that Bob had ended up in Tokyo, I was like, bro. Please yeah, help. please help like, me. Please help me. Yeah. So yeah, I showed up. Uh, we fucking sat in this kitchen for eight hours and did the entire tattoo. Finished yes. it in eight hours. That's like um like so, uh, so like mine right um, <clears throat> so I have been I had this I have this other sleeve that I've had planned out since I was probably like sixteen. Uh, is when I really started to formulate the idea, and it's not changed any. I mean, I've like kind of advanced the picture in my head a lot since then, but it's the same basic tattoo. Um, yeah. And uh, like um, when I was in Iraq, I did a little pen drawing of this thing I call Billy the bear. And it's like a, a, a my, my mom got a teddy bear from somebody when her dad died. It's called Mr. Wuzzles. And then like when I was five or six, she started. Doing... You can't say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she called it. And I'm like, I'm trying not to make a joke about it. You're like when, when your, her dad died or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I wanted to make a joke so bad, but I was going to feel like such a dick. Oh, dude, whatever. I mean, dude, it's, it's safe. I mean, you make a joke. No, I'm good. But so uh, I mean, so so then when I, uh, and that happened when she was like twenty, I think twenty one or twenty, sometime between twenty one and twenty six is when that happened. I want to say probably more around like the twenty one, twenty four time frame. I can't remember exactly. Um, but <clears throat> then when I was like five, six ish, is when she started doing. Um, uh, she had her business had just sold, so she started doing secret shopping at gas stations and she'd be gone for like a week at a time. Cause she did everywhere from like Louisiana to New Mexico to Oklahoma and then all, you know, Texas. So did she could be paid for travel time. Uh, yeah. I want to say, I mean, this is back in like the um, early uh, mid nineties. So back when gas was less than a dollar 50. God. Yeah. <laughs> Especially down there. But yeah, so she would like, you know, secret shop at the location. And then she'd also like check the, the gas uh, levels and the tanks and stuff like that. So um, she'd do that, and then, you know, um, so she'd be gone for a while, and so what she'd do is she would give me the teddy bear and, like, spray some perfume on it and, like, leave it, and that was kind of like, you know, if you miss me, then this is around. I mean, I was, like, I was like five, so, you know, but uh, then uh, it, it became mine. Fuck yourself. It became mine, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> when, I, when I deployed to Iraq, my ex-wife was pregnant, so like I left the teddy bear, and I was like, well, you know, this, this, this will be Kaysen's, like first stuffed animals, you know. 
you can make jokes. It's safe. I promise. <laughs> so, so, so I'm then good. I like. I love the bad comedy. It just hold these deep in my heart. Uh, so uh, I started making like little cartoons about him, Billy the Bear, on his like adventures in Afghanistan and or in uh, in Iraq, and like being a war fighter, basically little teddy bear. And uh, so I had this like picture of him standing sideways with an AK, and um, my buddy and I were like, "Dude, that's dope. We should get this tattooed." So when I was going through my my med board process, ended up in Fayetteville. And uh, one of the people I was with wanted to get a cover-up tattoo. It's this really dope cover tattoo artist there. Um, so we went, and I was hanging out there. <clears throat> and the apprentice was like, hey, man, you want anything done? I was like, bro, actually, like, I have this, and I carried it in my wallet. I mean, this is um, like four and a half years later. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, man, actually, ha- I, 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 I have this one tattoo, but I definitely don't have the money for it. I'm not going to come back. So um, I... I have this other one that I kind of want. And I kind of told him the story and he's like, bro, that's so dope. Let me see it. He looked at it and he was like, uh, I was like, but I got only got a hundred bucks. He's like, I mean, that's what I got free money right now. And he's like, bro, that's a cool story. Like I'll do this for, for, for 80 bucks and you can tip me 20 bucks. And um, that'll cover my chair time. It'll cover you and we'll be good to go. I'll, I'll blast it out. Just a little ball, like a uh, single needle and, and it'll be good to go. Add some color to awesome. it. So I showed him the thing and he was like, Oh my God. He's like, can I, are you stuck with this design or can I, can I kind of do something for it? Cause like, he's like, I want to make this dope. And that's not a great drawing. It was just a basic 2d <laughs> like little sketch uh, that I had. Like I didn't have any of the comics with me. I just had like little strips that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was like, yeah, so I got it done. Took him like, um, I don't know, probably like an hour and a half and it was done. I mean, he's like sitting down, he's got his foot up and he's got like uh, my son's initial on it. Kind of like a, toys toy story kind of deal yeah, yeah. he's got like a uh, a bullet uh like a a bandolier like a or like a uh yeah, bandolier, uh, like with bullets in it yeah 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 of like a yeah uh across his chest and he's got an ak kind of propped up against him he's got a little helmet on he's all like tattered and stuff like that got an eye patch it was a cool premise i mean the dude was only like i think uh 19 at the time you know wow. like had some cool stuff but like and it didn't it just didn't age well is the big thing okay. so like when i went to go get my other tattoo i told him i was like look um my my brother <clears throat> matt um i had finally got to go visit him after he had a an accident basically was on life support since was on life support for like two years um and i was like man i really want to finish this tattoo because like the idea i got the stuffed animal and i was like man i kind of want uh like a, everybody has an animal in my mind like a stuffed animal or something that reminded me of them in our childhood oh, okay yeah like uh, not, no not... i thought you were saying every person has a stuffed animal that they have when they were a kid and i'll i'll tell you that oh god well i'll tell you i'll tell you this story. it'll make more sense so like <laughs> well, no, i mean I, was, I mine's super fucking embarrassing oh no so like my the youngest of my brothers morgan uh the ones in law school so he has this hedgehog that he got um from my aunt when he was like four goes with him legitimately i mean he's 20 he turned 27 this year it goes with him everywhere. Like nothing like he doesn't take it to school and back, but like it's wherever he moves to. <laughs> wherever he moves to, like it's it's always in his house. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an old Thai beanie baby. Um, he has that, and then like the I have a seahorse, and his twin had this pillow that had like seashells, sand dollars, and seahorses on it. That was like his pillow that he had up until like I don't know middle school when he finally got rid of it. And then uh, Matt, um, we used to always call him Monkey. It was like his nickname. So like 
I wanted to get, I was going to get, since that was a stuffed animal, I was like, well, I want to do a whole sleeve and then have them all be stuffed animals and have a bunch of like toys be the filler and like with a, maybe a baby blue background or something like that. Like all the toys that we played with growing up as kids. I was like, that would be kind of cool. So um, my best, one of my best friends, he was good best friends with the tattoo artist who had basically like on his body, the second tattoo the dude had ever done was there up until, you know, like maybe a year or two prior he'd had tattoos like, I think up now recently he's got other artists, but it was only this dude. So you can kind of see like the progression of his work. And I was like, you know what? I came back from visiting him in the hospital for the first time. And I was like, you know what? It's really time for me to start this tattoo. Uh, So I went to go see him and I told him the idea. And he's like, yeah, I can get behind that. Uh, And I booked like a month out and I finally went up there and we're outside. He's smoking a cigarette and and I'm just taking some vapes or whatever. And, uh, and he's like, man, he's like, "Are, are you super hard up on this cartoon thing or stuffed animal thing? Or can like, we do something more manly and like actually add some detail to it. He's like, I just can't get behind like the cartoony kid shit, man. And I was like, you know what? I'm not tied to it. It's just, that's just the idea that I had because yeah. of this. And he's like looking at it and like, looks at, he's like, I'm not fucking touching that. But, uh, cause that's fucked at this point, but we'll, we'll, we'll work around it and we'll, we'll make something nice. He's like, so let's go inside. So we went inside and he like, I was there for like four hours and he's like trying to freehand, um, the monkey. And he kept like, okay. And we were just chit-chatting. Like I told him, we it got into the point at that point, the game, actually the whole server got canceled. We played the same game at the at that time um, pretty religiously. Uh, and like we started, I started talking about the, the Japanese traditional, like kind of, well, this style is like American mixed with Japanese semi-traditional stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling him about his tattoo and he's like, oh, he's like, well, do you kind of want the same style? Because like, he's like, you know, that's my style, right? And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not tied to it at all. I just, it's the animals. And then each, like the seahorse has a pair of glasses. The hedgehog has a gold medal. And then the, um, just the idea behind it. Yeah. I was like, they, I need to. these three yeah. animals with each one with these one thing that I want each one that to have. That one symbol of it. Yeah. Right. And so he's like, all right, dude, he's like, come back next week. I'm going to have these drawn out. Like, like, cause I can't get these hands. I was there for like four hours. Didn't pay anything. I don't think that day. Um, just because like we completely shifted focus. I think I might've just given him a nice tip, like a couple hundred bucks. just as a tip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back and he had like the three animals drawn out and then completely freehanded the filler. Um, and we jammed out the, I think it, I was there for like, plus the break in lunch. Like he bought me lunch from this banging sandwich shop. It was like a $25 Reuben. It was amazing. I, I only, I could only eat half of it. It was amazing. It's called Ru- it's I think it's called expensive Ru- as Reuben. Dude, it took up like you know those giant foam to go boxes, like yeah. the sandwich and the filling of the sandwich took up the whole. Like it was one that wasn't divided; it was just one big container I just space. Feel like that's too much. I mean, it's like a designer like, that, and I feel like that's too much. It's a it's a designer like a like a kind of a hipstery yes. movement place. I mean, it's, it was amazing. Trust me, it might have not been yeah. twenty five dollars, but it was definitely close. It was on north or south of twenty by a couple bucks. <laughs> it was more than what it should have been, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, so like including the lunch break and like, I think we took one break on the, on the first, on the front side of lunch and one break on the outside of lunch. Um, and I was there for like eight hours. Um, and then I did a four hour session of shading that did basically this part of my forearm. And then I did another like seven hour session for the rest of it. So, you know, 14 hours. So I'm like 18 hours into it. I think he quoted me like 32 hours in total or 30, like give or take an hour at first but the dude works so much quicker like um like he 
allotted himself these like those three appointments were made kind of at, at the beginning like we're going to come back mm-hmm. for here um and he got the shading done so fast and that last point he's like well you want to go ahead and move to the he's like we still got a couple hours left like you want to go to the color i was like bro as long as they're not near my delt like it was so pain the, the this was yeah. the most painful area like all the shading and stuff on the like the most of the uh minor details are like up in here um none of that hurt like the ditch that everybody talks about didn't hurt yeah like the very tip of my elbow kind of wasn't wasn't great um and then and this right here just this part right here sucked the very like right right where the head of my bicep starts like on like up the muscle that Mm that like a whole two inch spread there kind of sucked and then See, that didn't bother me right on top of my like right in this hole like mm-hmm. right on top that sucked so bad because mine goes like back here it's it goes to like right here so yeah i it, it didn't that didn't suck but it didn't feel good no nah, yeah it, well and that was like it's it's all black up there like i'll wear a tank top no. sometime and it's like all black like dark dark black okay um like around the teddy bear and i'm um, just like clouding and he was like he was like do you want to do some color and like i kind of wasn't really like this was a little bit sore just because there was so much done here um so like i don't really want to do color there i don't want to do color on the inside i was like you know let's do like um i have a bunch of like uh maple leaves um okay and i was like let's go ahead and do those in the grass like as long as we stay away from my my shoulder i'm fine and dude uh, we're like an hour and a half into it getting done and we're like i thought we were done because i kind of counted them out and he's like, oh, I forgot this one. And like, didn't warn me at all. And there's like uh, a quarter leaf and a half leaf right here. <laughs> and he just goes, he's like, oh, I forgot about this one. <clears throat> like right in my shoulder. I was like, my. I, that was the first time. Like I'd never had a problem. Like it, it would suck, but it was like, I can make it through this. Or like my, mm-hmm. like right when my blood sugar started to get low, like right near the end of it, I'd be like, oh man, I'm kind of, I'm kind of ready to be done. Four hours. I can do four hours. No problem. Abuse the oh, fuck yeah. out of me. But like at the end of that, like six hour and the end of the eight hour, like it was just like, man, I, I slept through like the, f- yeah, through, just like, like then this out. portion right here. I slept because I just laid my arm out on the table. And like I said, I hadn't slept at all that night because I was on a bus, right? And, An uncomfortable, tiny bus. Yeah. And so like, I was in like a cushioned chair and just kind of laid my head on the table and like my hand and pulled my arm out for him. And he just started going to work and I passed the fuck out. And he like, he woke me up when he was ready for a break. He was like, hey, right. I, I need to take like 10, like just kind of stretch my arm out. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, oh, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette or whatever. And, uh, and then I woke up and I stayed awake, awake the rest of the time. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I passed out for part of it. And then when he started getting in the like the delt part and then that elbow and then the very underside of my arm, uh, like the front side of the bicep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, oh, God, dude. That's the, the, I think the elbow and the, and like this part right here. When you can see like on my elbow, there's not like, I mean, there will be, uh, mostly it's waves, which we're leaving skin negative or whatever, but there is some mm-hmm. detail that he'll have to do like right here and here yeah. that I'm not super happy. I mean, like not happy about, I won't, I won't be super happy about, but like the shading and the coloring I find to be not, and people say that it, the, ta- the, that's the worst part or the healing of that. And, the by the time i went to my second appointment he started using like that new skin stuff basically where it's like a stick like a like a new skin band-aid you leave it on for like three days Mm -hmm. dude my by the time it came off like i had a little bit of itching for like three days after that and by like six days seven days like i had no issues at all like i i wasn't like i didn't have dry skin i didn't have itchy spots i didn't really have like 
I can't remember if I, I, I don't, the, the, the third session, I definitely didn't have any scabbing like at all. Um, I, had, I think I had minor spots the, the first appointment, just like um, right in the, my rough area or in, like near my elbow. But this part right here, mm-hmm. like this part of the chain and this part of the cuff in my hand uh-huh. all got super infected during the outline from, from like the, from like bending your elbow, having your elbow I, I don't know. Outline. It was it was from when I got the outline done in Hirosaki by the Japanese artist, like two three days later it was like it was infected it was gross yeah it's not fun like no. luckily i will say luck i think the big thing that like helped me healing and like not like thinking about it or like trapping sweat in my arm because i sweat real bad yeah. um i would like sh- shower twice a day but like i worked in a job that re- basically required me to stand most of the or if i sat down it was like on a like a big uh like a uh it was on a big ball end like stool like a bar stool that wasn't attached to the ground it just like kind of rocked um and i could have i had my arm straight pretty much all day every day um unless i was like reaching out and putting something on the counter so it helped me a lot but yeah speaking of just since you plugged like if y'all ever or you ever go to like the virginia beach seven cities area man um danny uh pastor dan on instagram dude does super gnarly stuff he works like he does he's been doing the like the um the uh convention circuit for like years now does a really good job he's between he goes between shops i don't know where he's at now i think he's oh he's at studio evolve now he's been through a couple couple shops but uh i mean that's where i went uh and dude does awesome and he's a cool he's one of those dudes like super music head um like really into games like but it's like can carry a super intellectually like deep conversation about pretty mm-hmm. much anything like, uh, you know, current events, mu- music. Like we would go back a lot on like music, who we thought the best was like uh, lyricists kind of things, the the depth of, of lyrics or video games, just kind of anything that you would want to talk about, like that kind of interests you. Like he's probably one into and two knows a fuckload about um but also just a super chill dude nice so here's one of the uh his back pieces that he's laying out holy shit yeah but like so this is and this is him this is like well he's just the bro dude man so he won first place this last year at the uh convention just a super like bro dude man i mean but like uh dude check it like go on instagram's just pastor dan and it's like that's his photo is uh the dude with the bullet on his head or, or the what is that dude's name? He's from Frasier, I think. Um, dude does nar like he does like American traditional stuff. Dude, does, he did not a portrait guy, and like that seems to be like something that um like you kind of have to be in. And dude, he did this. Uh, let me pull it up real quick because he did this uh Joker portrait. Like, and this is five years ago that he did this Joker portrait, and um that's 2016. Yeah, so I still gotta go. It was one of the most gnarly like i don't know the probably can't quality can't come through but like it's pretty good though it's, see, yeah yeah from from a non i mean and it's it is when you see it like in like see the quality it's fucking dope but i did uh he did end up keeping the one part of my original design that he kept was a lego <laughs> right here in the monkey's hand <laughs> like nice. yeah it was a he's a fun dude he's cool man Oh man. All right. Well, that has been, I don't know what we're at. It says an hour, but I know we started talking before we really actually 
got yeah. into all of this. Uh, we're probably at like 40 minutes or so, but. How do you want to uh, end it? Or do you just want to cut no, it? Gonna... <laughs> I, I, I was ending did. it right then. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to. Uh... Blue balls. The uh, ending. This this is this is my second podcast. <laughs> that was my first. This is my second. Uh, and Hayden didn't catch that one. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, I feel like we have we have filled our time for for tonight. Um, I am gonna go continue drinking and enjoy the fact that I am back home and not sitting at the facility tonight. Yeah, so. enjoy your uh, week of non quarantine before you go into quarantine week. <laughs> so many fun. Um, so I feel like that is our time. Uh, we it was have, a good time though. It was. No. We I don't know how far we are. It says an hour and six, but we started talking way before after, i don't know yeah before and after i don't know but, but you we'll know i mean what we have it it was uh it was uh more eventful than our than our first time but less painful <laughs> <laughs> i uh yeah i didn't have to give any embarrassing stories this time i mean not for you i mean i'm sure if uh Sure, maybe somebody in here thinks it's embarrassing some of the things that were said, but <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> there's no MySpace. Like I said, comments my mother never listens to this podcast. <laughs> you know, God rest her, or uh, her God help oh. her. <laughs> I love her. I love and fear my mother. Uh, like to this day, I'm still scared of my mother if I piss her off. But, anyways, I think that's our time. Um, thank you guys for joining us on that was my first podcast. Uh, this was our second, but maybe it was your first. Uh, this was our first tattoo stories. That's what we'll call it. We'll call it tattoo stories. We were just supposed to start, talk about our 21st birthdays, but we kind of got off on a tangent and yep. had a good conversation about it. We, so. we love what we love. We, we love who and what we love. <laughs> yeah. Just happens to be tattoos and funny stories. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, join us next week, uh, next Monday for maybe our 21st stories. Um, Maybe we're kind, of, it, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah, it, it, it might be uh, sending your first inappropriate text message to the wrong person. Maybe that'll be a little blurb. We could. Uh, I'm sure we, we might could talk that. about that. Uh, <laughs> oh God, uh, it could be traveling abroad. It could be sleeping with your first prostitute. Who knows? Uh, thank you guys for joining stories. us. You don't? No, but I did counsel. I did counsel a couple people in Germany. So there's some stories to be had. (laughs) I have a story about a guy counseled from fucking the, the, oh, where did he go? Guam. I mean, I got a Hooker Hill story. So, you know. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to end this. Uh, Guys, thank you for joining us. Join us next week, next Monday. Uh, You can find us on YouTube uh, for the videos. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Uh, Anchor is one of our splash pages. Um, there, we are on like three other podcast platforms. So anywhere you, you get your podcast, podcast yeah, we're there. wherever you listen to podcasts at this point, we're pretty much there. Um, so, but we, we encourage you to watch the video because I have a couple of picture ideas to throw in for, for Hayden, <laughs> like we did last night. If you didn't see the last one, uh, go back and watch our first episode, and you can see Hayden's old MySpace pictures. Oh Jesus! Uh, I got a couple more. <laughs> so. If you're just listening and you're at the end of this podcast, I'm sorry. Fucking go back and watch it on YouTube and don't be a lazy piece of shit. Uh, We love you. We hate you. And we're glad you joined us. Hayden, anything? Like, dislike, smash a button. Who cares? You know, you guys take it easy. Have a good night. All right. Later, y'all.